Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host back in Los Angeles, California, Joey No Chill Prano. Hello, Andy. Happy New Year's Eve, Joseph. Happy end of 2020. Oh God, right? The the only I mean, I think everybody's gotta be happy about the end of 2020. Both of us, probably especially. Uh, but I am I am sort of being a realist of like probably nothing's going to change right <laughs> 2021 likely to be a similar dumpster fire you mean like pandemic wise just everything wise like i i feel like everybody's been saying 2020 2020 worst year ever 2020 it's like what what is changing from today to tomorrow pandemic not going anywhere half the country still thinks like <laughs> Donald Trump's going to win the election. Uh, I don't think it's half know. the country. Oh, it's a it's a good it's a good chunk. I don't think it is. I I I think look look I'm going to try to remain optimistic here, and maybe I'm naive. You're like I'm going to try to remain optimistic. I think Donald Trump still is going to win, but I don't think I am part of a group that is half the country. I think that the very far on each side politically, on the right and on the left, I think that's a a much smaller percentage than they want you to think. That's my take. Could be wrong. Who's they? The aliens? Like how the social media and Jeff media, Bezos. In the media, like how it's portrayed. Yeah. Now, I will say, I do really laugh hard. And I'm also like, you're a total loser when I see people who still have trump flags up or like like dude you lost like come on i mean i hate to say it and we should you know starting the show politically is never a good thing but like this isn't really politics like this is the this is the confederate flag thing right like you take your l agree put your flag away and for the record for the record I thought the same and still think the same for the people who kept their Hillary bumper stickers sure. and their Hillary signs in 2016. It it's, goes both it's why, ways. It's why bumper stickers are just a terrible idea in general. Yeah. Bumper, bumper stickers are tattoos. You better be prepared to have it on your whole life. Because but you, but you can remove the bumper sticker. It's hard. It's hard. Is Not it? gonna lie. Yeah. I never had a bumper hard. sticker. Never had pretty hard, especially especially on like new back in the day, you know, my Cadillac has a steel bumper yeah so you could take you know i could take a blowtorch to that and then melt it off and then scrape it and it's going to be fine with a little silver polish but you know you put these priuses even like you know basically every car these days has like a plastic bumper it's pretty hard i'm sure there's some you know i'm sure some person on tiktok's like how to remove a thing put a little you know, dishwashing soap with a little uh, exfoliating face wash, it comes right off. But generally, it's Well, difficult. I think the solution is just don't put a bumper sticker on your I, car. I agree. 
Bumper stickers are a disaster. I would never get, put a bumper sticker on my car. Can we get rid of those in 2021? I have tattoos and I wouldn't put a bumper sticker on my car. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to sell my body to somebody else who's like, I'm not really a big fucking Batman fan. Yeah. No tattoos, no bumper stickers for me. I'm in, I am in that far percentage, very small, minute percentage, I should say, who's done neither. I am ready for this year to end. Obviously, we both are. Um, I do want to say, though, on a positive note, through all the difficult things that have happened this year, especially with me losing both my parents, the one thing that has kept me steady and me sane, Joe, is this show. For real. That's a, a sad reality. but It is. And I'm, you, but it, it's exciting to hear. You, the Dirtballs, Doing this show has been a pleasure. I mean, it's always been a pleasure. Don't get me wrong. But it has been a nice emotional and mental release and time where I can kick back, talk about things that don't matter in life. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. Like, it's sports. But I think, I think sports matter. No, you're right. I shouldn't say that. I think they do. I don't think I, – I think – I think uh, as as guys who host a sports podcast and therefore uh, get a lot of messages from sort of the underbelly of sports fans, I think I don't think it matters as much as some people think it does. Like the guy, you know, when I say Tom Brady's not the goat and somebody threatens to murder me, I like Tom Brady doesn't know who you are. Uh, you don't even live in Boston. You, it definitely doesn't matter that much. Um, but at the same time, I mean, sports are like, and it, sports are like, it's like saying music doesn't matter or whatever. It's like communities coming together, people spending time together, people, you know, having a, a shared rooting interest in something. Yeah, you're right. And, I- and, and the thing is, is that that's why, you know, the, that's why sports, I know we have the keep the politics out of sports crowd, but that's why I think when you have people, when it brings people together of different sides, when you go to the bar, uh, when bars were open and you're like, I'm with all giants fans and you see, you see giants fans of different shapes and sizes. I mean, especially here in Los Angeles, we have all, both of us have gone to bars that are like subsections of things like I've gone to the Mets bar in LA and to like be around other Los Angeles based Mets fans of all different shapes, sizes, colors. Like I think it's important and it's valuable. Yeah. And and that's why, you know, the sports taking the lead in my opinion on things like, Hey, everybody should have equal rights is like important because you're speaking to a whole bunch of different people simultaneously. Sure. So I think sports is important, but it's not, kill your neighbor important yeah and and i think what i meant and i probably misspoke on that is just that you know in in the grand scheme and i guess i was looking more of all the points you make are 100 percent correct i guess i was looking at the this team winning or this player you know what i'm saying sure sure when it comes to the scheme of life but you're right listen if the mets don't sign george springer i'll be back on sports or dumb campaign and i'll ask to not be on the show anymore so listen it's a it's a rocky road out there for sports fans my point was that you know this for me and dirty sports and having the one constant 
has been really nice and enjoy watching sports has been a great distraction. And I've said it, especially on Sundays, like I love those NFL Sundays and that's kind of, it sounds corny, but that's like the Andy me time. Just going to watch the games. Sometimes family will come over, but the games are still going to be on and it's been a nice release. And the dirt balls, I know we've said this, but they always show their true great side in bad times and everybody's been so great to me so big thank you from me in the basement i love that i was like sports are important because you can get around with other people you're like sports are important because sundays i lock myself alone in my basement (laughs) (laughs) and get messages from fringe college students With most most who have drunk drinking and uh, and drug problems. No, we're gonna we're gonna get to some of those in the call. Family today. issues. We have, we have a call today. I'm just hi, saying. Andy. Are you alone in your basement? I'm an orphan with an alcohol problem. I just wanted to say Merry Christmas. You're like, Ugh. that's a pre- that's a preview of of Morgan's call today, which is one that we are going to dissect at its full length because I have so many questions. Love so. It. I look forward to the dirt ball calls today. Well, Joe, it is the final week of the NFL, and I, I'm definitely excited about that because we have a lot of stuff to play out this year as far as – like, I, I can't remember. Can you remember whether this much up in the air headed into the final week? I'm sure I'm wrong on this. I'm sure you are too. It seems like every couple of years there's a – there's like – a question mark about oh if this team wins it but this is the first time that i remember at least in the last few years that it could potentially come down at least in the afc to like point differentials like usually you're it's a one tiebreaker thing a two tiebreaker thing i mean the the i and and i think obviously it's only um magnified by having one extra team in where the, that's the thing I don't really necessarily like about the one extra team thing is like the close, the, the more teams you let in, the closer you get to the middle, you close, yeah. the closer you get to where most of the teams in the league are going to sit. And obviously we have, you know, an NFC East, for example, where some team that doesn't belong in is going to get in because of a division thing. But that also takes away one of those seven spots from a team that might, but then you're still getting down into the, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth best teams in the league. And it's, it's, I mean, in each conference, I mean, there's only 16 teams in a conference. Well, the thing I can't remember, and I know it's happened, but again, I just can't remember it. The fact that we have this many 10 and five teams in the AFC competing for you know the basically the two final spots yeah like, and that's we've nuts. had and we've had a we've had many years where a 10 and 6 team doesn't get in um but i would i i'd be interested to see how many times an 11 and 5 team didn't get in oh yeah it's probably pretty low i can't remember that in my lifetime i definitely remember 10 and 6 yeah 10 and 6 has happened plenty especially in teams where in in divisions where they don't win you know the Ryan Fitzpatrick Jets, for example, but uh, Matt Castle Patriots, yeah, Matt Castle Patriots. That was an eleven and five, was it? Matt Castle Patriots, yeah, 
because the next year when Tom Brady came back, they went 10 and six. <clears throat> You're right. They won 11 and five. Yeah. The next year when the goat came back, they made it at 10 and six. Dude, the Patriots are crazy. They haven't, they haven't lost. What is the set I saw on Monday Night Football against the Bills? They haven't lost. They haven't been swept during the regular season since like 2000. The Patriots. Yeah. By who? Well, they got swept this year by the Bills. Oh, you're saying by any team in the, in the AFC East? Any team in, during the regular season. Yeah. Right. So it would be right. the East. I'll say this right now about the Patriots their domination. And, and I know it was spread out, but overall domination of that division and at greater length, the AFC that we've seen for about 20 years. When are we going to see? Like, it's going to be a while before we ever see that again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a, uh, it was a kind of, you know, perfect storm of things. It was the, it was the, AFC East being bad, them being good simultaneously for that run. Like it was, it was a bit of, you know, the Atlanta Braves NL East run while also, you know, them being good enough to then do damage once they get into the playoffs. But I think, I think they, they contributed to one another, you know, how many times did the Patriots have home field advantage? Cause they swept the, you know, Dolphins, Bills, Jets. You're like, all right, we got Tyrod Taylor this week. And we got, uh, you know, fucking whoever, you know, the Ryan Tannehill Dolphins and then the blah, blah, blah Jets. You know, they that was a, a good run for them. But I have not, uh, just the way that they are competing, and I know they've had a very bad season, I, I'd be interested to see, like, if Bill Belichick gives us any peek into like what the future of Bill Belichick with the Patriots is, if Bill Belichick gets in, like makes public that he's going to be there for a while, I'd love to buy some future Patriots stock. I think they bounce back pretty fast, provided he's not like on his way out. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, he never underestimate Belichick. You know, this year, obviously, it's been a disaster. By the way. I got the number for you. Only twice since 1978 when they expanded to 16 games has an 11-5 team not made the playoffs. It was those 2008 Patriots like we discussed in the 1985 Denver Broncos. Wow. So it's only happened twice, and the Colts are primed to join that group possibly as an 11-5 team. Are the Colts the only team that can go 11 and five this year and not get in i'm not sure okay so the colts this week have to play the jags even if they win the dolphins are at buffalo ravens are at the Bengals, and houston i'm sorry tennessee is at houston and the browns are at pittsburgh those are all the other 10 win teams and how many of them get in? This is so much to break down. Let's not, we don't have to. I agree. There's a lot of, there's a lot of different moving parts. Yeah. It's a 
here's what's important. It's it's a it's a hold on. Let me, let me use this. It's a very gender fluid NFL playoffs. Okay. Okay. Hey, I'm keeping with the times, Joe. Yeah. 2020, man. You don't so like the, it. The cis bills are in. <laughs> they chiefs are in. Canceled, 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 canceled. Pop, 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 Dude, it's crazy. The pronoun, by the way, I have to mention the pronoun thing. And I did a tweet, and it didn't do that well a few weeks ago, but I didn't care. It made me laugh so hard as a former English teacher because when I used to teach pronouns to 7th and 8th grade kids, they didn't give a shit or whatever age it was. They didn't care at all. And now I'm laughing so hard. When you say they, do you mean the transgenders in class? <laughs> no, they I mean, did not care. He's cared and she's cared, but the they's did not care the at students all. Students. Canceled, 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 canceled. We are, we are just, we are ending 2020 on just like machine gun woke canceling. Isn't that crazy though to think? So I was laughing I yesterday. I just want somebody, uh, Jay Lloyd needs to do woke people listening to the final podcast of 2020 with Leonardo DiCaprio with the flamethrower. <laughs> Canceled. I was doing Mad Libs with my two nine-year-old twin nephew and niece yesterday. And when it said pronoun, I just laugh now. Yeah. And she'd be like, give me a pronoun. And I'm like, whoa, what do you mean by that? Right, right. Like no one's talking about that. Mad Libs have changed so much because yeah. of yeah. these discussions. Well, I mean, just think about how many people would be canceled just if we found their old Mad Libs? <laughs> That's a good point. Sir, did you write? Yeah, imagine if you lost your job. Like, are we that far? I don't think we're that far away, man. I mean, that, isn't that Twitter, though? Isn't that essentially Twitter? You're losing your job over Twitter, some dumb shit you put together on, on the internet. Did you see Ken Jennings apologizing for like roasting conservatives, basically? Yeah, I saw. Don't worry, Ken Jennings. Conservatives watch Wheel of Fortune. You'll be fine. It never ends, man. Like it never ends. I, I but I disagree on that. Actually, I disagree with what I just said. I think it's. I think the tide is starting to turn. Again, maybe I'm hopeful. Maybe you know what? Maybe you are. It's, you've got it, you've got that 2020s and New Year vibe. You're, I'm, I was just gonna say I got the 2021 New Year vibe. Like I'm when hopeful. When you get canceled on January 2nd, we'll see. You'll be like, well, guess it didn't turn. Guess it didn't turn. Yeah, maybe I'm being too naive. I don't know. Yeah. No, I know you are. I did see something the other day. We're talking about domination. And I don't really want to discuss college football because we're not, but I did see something interesting that I wanted to say on the show. Okay. As far as the lack, and, and I, I can already see people arguing saying, well, Ruther, there's a lack of new winners in the NFL or the NBA or Major League Baseball. But this was an interesting, just random stat I saw, Joe. There hasn't been a first time college football champ since the 1996 Florida Gator team. Wow. First time national champion? As in their program had never won a title before. First of all, how did Florida not win a national title before 1996? They weren't that good until Spurrier came, man. Right. You look at their history. But if you go back, like you look at any 
literally pick any school. You're like the University of Cincinnati, 1946 national champs. You're like, yeah. okay, I, I see your point. Like I mean, when Army used to dominate in the 40s. Yeah. Like, I mean, go to you know, especially in like basketball. Go to basketball. It's like University of Rochester. They're they're dominating run through the 30s. But that's pretty crazy. I'd love to see the same stat for college basketball. Like, when's the last time a first time? When's the first time a school won a championship that had never won one ever in the history? Yeah. Because to me, 24 years, that seems like a long time. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel again, like that's not, that's not and, as – I feel like that's not as telling a stat as like, you know, how about like since the BCS or whatever, what, what percentage of those have been the same five schools? Oh, I got another one for you. I just remember because I read courtesy of the Wall Street Journal. Since they started the BCS, or I'm sorry, the playoff, mm-hmm. of the 20, I think it's 28 slots. Okay. 20 have been Clemson, Bama, Ohio State, and Oklahoma. Right. So, so four schools have dominated 20 of the 28 slots. That to me is more telling stat. Yeah, true. Because I'm trying to think, when, when was the last time a first-time NFL franchise won the Super Bowl that had never won before? Seattle? Probably, right? I mean, how long ago was Seattle? 2014, but they had never won it before. Right. They definitely never won it before. And since then, it's been sort of some usual suspects. Oh, Philly. Philly. How are we forgetting Philly? Philly. Philadelphia. But we, just, but, but we just both came to it at the same time. I'm like, which dumpster fryer franchise never had a, oh, yeah, that's right. Big Dick Nick and the Philadelphia Eagles, who now I have to root for this weekend. I want to see you in an Eagles outfit. Never. Never. They would be, I, it would be like the, have you heard the story of the Ben Affleck? In Gone Girl, he refused to wear a Yankees hat. No, like, I don't know about this. You know, it's a very, like, the, it was based on a novel, and the guy wore a Yankees hat. He basically refused to wear a Yankees hat. He ended up wearing, like, a Mets hat because he wouldn't put on a Yankees hat. That would be me, and, and I'm not Ben Affleck. That would be me getting my first break. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it would go down in history as, like, the Hollywood tale of the guy who got offered a major motion picture, but he had to wear, like, an Eagles jersey. I'd be like, not doing it. Sure. We're either making, you know, whatever that fucking dance movie Bradley Cooper did was. Uh, you know, we're either changing this. Silver Linings about Playbook? The Washington Redskins. Yeah. We're, we're, we're either training Silver Linings Playbook to be about the Jacksonville Jaguars, or I'm fucking out. I love that movie, by the way. <laughs> Like, call me a basic white girl. I love You're a basic that white movie. girl. I think that's a great movie. I'm a, by the way, I'm, a, I'm a huge Bradley Cooper fan. I know you are. Have I, I, are, have I said that on the show? No, you just look like a Bradley Cooper fan. Do I? Have you, have you seen A Star is Born? Of course. I cried. <laughs> you laugh it up. I'll, you know what? Laugh it up, everybody. I cried. In fact, in fact, you know what? I'll just. I'm a big, I, I'm a big Sam Elliott fan. Oh, he's great a too. Sam Elliott, Lady Gaga. That's a great movie. They've remade it like four or five times. In fact, I watched it on my flight, and I had to like hide my tears. 
I think I told this, right? I don't think I told I this much. I was flying. It was one, you know, it was one of those cross country flights. Like, then I had a loud sob in the bathroom after. <laughs> I was like getting a little emotional on my flight. It was a Cincinnati to LA flight. And then I was like, I didn't fully get it. I, I didn't fully take the movie in well enough. So I watched it again the next night in, in LA in my wow. apartment. Wow. I, I think I cried because I was like, yo, is somebody going to come get this dog? Like, what, what's up with this dog? <laughs> is this dog just going to live in the garage for a couple hours? I mean, what about this fucking dog? <laughs> oh, I've come to the conclusion. I cry more than anybody I've ever met. I, I've just, I've learned to accept that. <laughs> I cry all the fucking time, man. Like, obviously, dealing with my parents makes me cry a lot, but, like, I cry, man. But, like, like, I've learned to just accept that and be like, dude, you cry a lot. Like, way too much. I mean, you've seen it. Yeah, sorry. I was trying not to interrupt you because I, I think that'll be a good clip to pull. What about me crying? <laughs> just a, I cry a lot. I mean, I, I was, te- I was that, telling that, my... I think that has, like, long-term viral potential. People, you just you can just become... That might just become like, you know how the blinking guy is nobody like he's that was like some from some third rate podcast, like whatever. Like, I think you could be the new guy. That could be the new clip people use, you know, Cowboys fans after they lose this weekend. The I cry a lot. Well, I think maybe if it had me actually crying, that would be the gift. We'll see. I told I told my somebody please clip that video. I, I told my niece. You know, she was crying over something, and I said, "Look, I said it's all right to cry." I said, "Did I said, you say it like that? Because that's creepy." I said, "Do you? It's all right to cry." You know anybody who cries more than me? Which then, of course, got her laughing. I said, "Look, I cry more than your mom. I cry more than your dad. I cry." Why more are you talking like this to her? Why are you having the breathy voice? You know, you're trying to get on get on their level. Talk to them in a, in a calm. You ever seen a Star Is Born? Just have, just let it out sometime. It's okay. Pop it, go, go, a star is born stepmom, back to back. Don't be afraid. Just crush some wet tears. Joe, before we get to 2021, I know you will be celebrating the end of 2020 with a cheers by drinking some of the best beer ever made from our friends at Miller Lite. Actually, I was going to correct you. I was going to say not some of the best beer ever made. The best beer ever made. You can see right over my shoulder, I've got the Cantena plugged in, Andy. Nice. Right there. I got my Miller Lite fridge right here. It's stocked, ready for 2021. In case I have to hunker down, I've got a, got a mini fridge full of Miller Lite. And yeah, going to ring in 2021, the crisp golden Pilsner. It's going to be a brand new year. With the original light beer. Yeah. That's something that will remain steady for us, right? It doesn't matter. 2020, 2021, Miller Light is basically be- it's basically my uh my slogan at this point. Leave everything in 2020 except Miller Light. That's a great saying. Leave Joe. everything, bring the beer. Miller Light, great taste, less filling. No matter how you feel about the start of 2021. You can get Miller delivered to your door by going to MillerLite.com 
forward slash D sports to find the delivery options near you. Now this is a new URL dirtball. So listen up. It's millerlight.com forward slash D sports. And we'll have all the options to get Miller light delivered directly to your front door. It's that simple. Millerlight.com forward slash D sports. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 grams of carbs per 12 ounces, and less than one gram of protein. Andy, right. I just want to I just want to repeat what you said. It used to be forward slash dirty sports. It's now D Sports. If you're a dirt ball, uh, if you're one of those fantastic dirt balls that Andy talked about earlier in the show, that that went so far as to bookmark our link at dirty sports uh for dirty sports at miller light please update your your bookmark if you haven't visited there yet please visit the new site for the first time don't go out and get beers order it delivered see where you can pick some up curbside millerlight.com forward slash d sports is in 2021 is going to be d year yeah I don't know what that means. It makes no sense. I want to give a shout out to Kevin Love real quick, by the way. We don't do positive news enough, and I'm to blame as well, like everyone else. But I saw this the other day on Twitter, and I got to give Kevin Love some love. I almost, I almost put this on the rundown for last episode, but then I thought Andy would, you know, I thought you would give me some crap. You're like, well, no, who needs to talk about that? But now that I know it's new crying Andy, the crying Andy meme. <laughs> Oh, there's, there's no new crying Andy. This is just, I'm finally being honest about it. That's what this is. By the way, the tweet I clicked on has been deleted, which is hilarious. I don't know why, but the story I saw was that Kevin Love was paying all the salary he did last year after the pandemic hit for all the people in the arena who lay out the floor. Is that correct? Correct. That, I guess, yeah, changed the floor out. And, uh, and I think a good amount of people on the internet uh, shouted out Kevin Love for this, gave him props, and rightfully so. The same people tended to say Dan Gilbert is a gigantic piece of shit because he is a, you know, 80 billionaire and he refused to do it. And I think we already knew Dan Gilbert was a gigantic piece of shit, but I think these need to be mentioned hand in hand. The uh, on the XY axis of dope folks and piece of shit. Uh, Kevin Love is balancing out his own owner. Yeah. And he did that again when the season was moved to the bubble. And the fact that, and I don't want to turn this into a thing about, um, what's his name? Uh, Dan Gilbert, but geez, come on, man. Yeah. If you're worth 36 billion or whatever it is, Mark Cuban took care of his guys. Right. Mark Cuban also has billions of dollars. If, if you're you not going to spend that money on the floor, spend that money on buying some new fonts. Yeah. You don't have to use comic sounds all the time. Exactly. So, but yeah, shout out to Kevin Love. I mean, I think it's dope. There's, you know, the NBA always oft criticized, but I got to say the one thing about the NBA is these guys in the NBA has definitely become a player empowerment league. And these guys having their own brands, they put their face and their name on a lot of things. And when they use it for good, like 
you know, Kevin Love does here. I think it's awesome. And I think that they should get the acknowledgement for it. Yeah, I totally agree. So obviously we got NFL to preview. We also have some good calls. Do you want to get to the calls now? Let's do the calls now. Sure. I love to mix it up. Yeah. I like, I like to, you know, see where we're at. And I alluded to this call earlier. I want to get to this Morgan Grimmett call. Cause this is, this is, this is why this was his drunken. We shared some drunken Christmas stories. This was his. And this just, this left me doing a full blinking guy meme. You got to hear this call. Can't wait. Hey Andy. Hey Joe. It's your number one orphan dirtball Morgan. I just wanted to send a call in my own drunk Christmas story. I was making mac and cheese for breakfast about three years ago. My buddy served me up about 12 shots before I finished breakfast. And uh, I remember puking in the sink of the bathroom, not the toilet, proceeding to take a shower where I tripped and ripped the shower curtain with me and then somehow took a shower without the shower curtain and then proceeded to puke in the sink some more. Um, yeah, condoms are for ruining Christmas by getting drunk and putting cinnamon in the mac and cheese. Peace. We, we got a lot. So of many things to unpack there. Can I start? First of all, what did he say? I, I first I thought he said my friend was making meth. No. Okay. But it sounds like he was on math. Yeah. He decided this is what he had for breakfast on Christmas Day. Mac and cheese. His friend was making mac and cheese for breakfast. That's the first thing I want to break down. What the hell is going on there? We also have to, we also have to jump right to the end because I know my girlfriend is in the other room watching this. He said he ruined the mac and cheese by putting cinnamon in it. She has done that on purpose, not drunk. And I was like, what are you doing? I've never heard of cinnamon and mac and cheese. <laughs> no one, apparently the only people who do it are my girlfriend and drunken orphan Morgan Grimmett, who's, who, I mean, she has no excuse. She has parents that could have taught her not to do that. So he's, his friend is making mac and cheese for Christmas breakfast and then also giving him 12 shots for breakfast. This goes back to what you said earlier. I mean, the dirt balls. Well, guys, what, have we not then taught goes, you anything? Then he, goes, then he goes full Nick D'Alessandro and showers without a shower curtain. <laughs> Nick D'Alessandro didn't know that that was to keep water from getting out of the shower. He just thought it was to hide the shower when you're using the toilet. It's like, no, you close it when you're showering too, my dog. Never forget Houston, Texas. Never forget Houston, Texas and him opening the door and water pouring out into the room like it was a flood. Yeah. Oh, somebody's calling now. You want me to, you want me to get it now live? Sure. No, they already hung up. I love that. Love that new, new ring. That was some Tiesto. So that's always been the ring. I've never heard it through the headphones like this. Yeah. It's always been the ring. So, so Morgan does 12 shots with his mac and cheese, pukes all over the bathroom. Like you said, goes full Nick D'Alessandro, rips off the shower curtain. I don't, know your, I don't know what year this was, but if he was doing this on Christmas Day and he took 12 shots, was, that, uh, was he doing the Kobe Bryant shot challenge and only got through the first quarter? He said it was three years ago. Okay. So we're looking so per, at 2017. So perhaps the James Harden shot challenge? Yeah. Vomits everywhere. I mean, I'm on his sweater, 
cinnamon macaroni, mom spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> it's the eight mile remix, Christmas remix. Morgan, I look, man, I appreciate you sharing and I've been there doing dumb stuff, but this is this is like next level. I don't know. The picture you posted of you trying to open mouth kiss your mom was pretty intense. Oh, it's pretty funny, right? Yeah. That was ridiculous. It looked like we were both trying to make out with each other. Yeah. My eyes were closed. Yeah. You know, your eyes were closed and your mouth was open. Like you're going in for that kiss with a girl. Ugh. I feel like Morgan's turned it around though. Morgan, am I, am I, I hope I'm correcting this. Maybe I could be completely off base there. I feel like he's turned it around, right? Well, he was coherent enough to make that phone call. So he's not black out in a pool of his own vomit with a shower curtain and some cinnamon mac and cheese laying around him. So that's yeah. nice. Although it is Monday. True. What day is Thursday. It's Thursday. Thursday. I knew it was a Monday or a Thursday because we were doing this show, but we can all agree between Christmas and New Year's, there are no days, correct? Correct. This is not a real, this is not a real week. No. Well, here's a call for you. Let's get to another call. Have we, have we wrapped up the Morgan discussion? Yeah, I think so. I mean. All right. I don't know how this, this might be tough for you unprepared, but okay. I think you are. I can't even I can't even begin so, to imagine what this is about. You're so knowledgeable in this man's career, I'm not too worried. Okay. Connor from DC just watched Eyes Wide Shut and I'm convinced Kubrick was killed by Illuminati. But pray now, I gotta hear your top three Tom Cruise movies. Bye. Ooh. Top three Tom Cruise movies. This is very difficult. I knew it would be. I mean, Top Gun is one of my favorite movies of all time. I love Top Gun. I'm going to put Top Gun at one. Interesting. I'm going to put Top Gun at one. Probably not his best performance. Probably not the best movie. But I think, you know, it's it's almost like... It, it's almost the number one spot because it, I, I really do feel like it's set... Oft. It, it's why we have Tom Cruise. I know he was going to be, you know, he probably would have been a movie star anyway, but like that, it's the reason we have Tom Cruise. And I've watched Top Gun more than I've watched any Tom Cruise movie. <sighs> this is tough. Where are you put? Are you putting Born on the Fourth of July anywhere? Born on the Fourth of July is a great movie, and he's great in it. Um, I love Rain Man. Oh yeah, I love Rain Man. It's you know obviously it's a Dustin Hoffman led movie, but I can watch Rain Man all the time as well. It's just such a good movie. Yeah, um, and and it, a lot of it was filmed in Cincinnati in Northern Kentucky. Yeah. Um, I love Born on the Fourth of July. I think it's a great movie. It just doesn't have it doesn't have a ton of rewatchability. Like, how often can you watch Born on the Fourth of July? You know, it's tough. No doubt about it. It's one of Tom Cruise's best performances. Um, I mean, I'm a sucker for a lot of the Tom Cruise like, you know, action stuff too. Like, I mean, Days of Thunder is just Top Gun in a car, but I love it. Yeah. Um, Far and Away is a Tom Cruise movie I love. Um, I think it's maybe underrated. Jerry Maguire is 
awesome. Where do you put risky business? Risky business is up there, but I don't know if it's my top three. I almost feel like I've got to go. I'm, I'm pulling up just to make sure I'm not forgetting something. But I almost feel like I have to go Top Gun, Rain Man. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going in this order. Okay. I'm going Top Gun, A Few Good Men, Rain Man. I'll be the honest, color, man. The color of money is really good. Cocktail, I love. Uh, that's what that's what I'm saying. Like for me, and I'm not even. I'm a top. I'm a Tom Cruise fan for the record. I'm not like you. Yeah, it'd be tough for me to choose. I love all. Like you're saying, here's the, here's so the deal. many of those. Top Gun and a few good men are my top two. For sure. Like, but in terms of like good, like I like Vanilla Sky. I was just I gonna like, say uh, I love Vanilla Sky. I actually don't love uh, Eyes Wide Shut. It's like fine, but I could do with or without it. I don't like, I, I enjoy all the Mission Impossibles when I watch, but then like, okay, the first Mission Impossible is certainly like, you know, changed action movies a little bit. Now we're doing like action movie with like 10 sequels. Um, Minority Report's good. I love The Color of Money. I love Cocktail. Color of Money is underrated color money might be up there rain man is like it's a dust and i'm just gonna do a rotating third but it's top gun and a few good men i love those are two of my favorite movies ever how good is a few good men you know i haven't seen it for a while i gotta watch it i watch it i don't watch it as often as i watch top gun but i i probably do i probably do i've seen it 50 times i still can't believe he doesn't have an oscar it's yeah, it's crazy. He didn't he get did he get a supporting Oscar for Magnolia? He's never had an Oscar. Really? He I know he got nominated. Collateral also really good. I think his science underrated. Like, this is just my take. I think his Scientology thing, because he's been big into that. I think that limits his Oscar stuff. Didn't Will Smith get an Oscar? Is he a Scientologist? He yeah, I think so. Almost positive. I don't think Will Smith has one. He didn't get an Ali Oscar or he didn't get like a Pursuit of Happiness. No, Concussion. Supporting or something. He, he may have some nominations. I'm pretty sure Will Smith doesn't have one. Are we sure that Tom Cruise didn't get a supporting for Magnolia? Look it up. I mean, you might be right. You're probably right. I feel like I would remember his, uh, I feel like I'd remember his speech. He's been nominated three times. No wins. Magnolia, Jerry Maguire, and Born on the Fourth of July. It's kind of crazy he didn't have one for Born on the Fourth of July, but I don't know who he lost to that year. That that was when they were making good movies with regularity. Which is crazy, though. Think about that. Those are 1990, 1997, and 2000. So Cruz has not even had a nomination in 20 years. Yeah. Guys, if you haven't watched A Few Good Men ever, fix your life. If you haven't watched it recently, fix it a little bit less, but definitely fix it. <laughs> so yeah. good. So many good moments in that movie. So many good small Cuba Gooding Jr. plays a, a you know, somebody who takes a stand, soldier takes a stand. Uh Noah Wiley is the guy who doesn't know where the mess all is, you know, or or doesn't know what the code read. Uh, yeah, so, you, 
Yeah, you're bringing it back to me. I like Kevin Bacon. I got to see it. You're right. Demi Moore. Demi Moore. Kevin Pollack is awesome. And, of course, Jack. Yeah, Jack is incredible. Kiefer Sutherland. Forgot about all this. I used to crush hard on Demi, by the way. I think a lot of people did. All right, let's, uh, let's get through a couple more calls. Here's an NBA one for us. Hey, Joe and Andy, it's Lucas from NorCal, uh, your Sacramento Dirtball. Uh, I haven't called in a while, but I felt inspired after watching the Kings win by 10 against the Nuggets last night, getting off to a hot start. They're 3-1. and one. Uh, When is it appropriate to start recognizing uh, a team's success this season based on it being shortened by 10 games? When can we start taking a team's record for – uh, you know, like, as the Kings are three and one, obviously they have struggled in the past, but, you know, when is it uh, okay to consider them serious as uh, a playoff team or a playoff contender? Um, also, just curious how you guys feel about this uh, new two-game series type of block scheduling the NBA has been doing this season. Uh, I think it's kind of cool, and it m- might even stick around in the future, so just curious what you guys thought about that. Anyways, uh, condoms are for the Astros because I will never forget. Oh, also, shout out to Hunter, fellow barista dirtball. Uh, he works with me at Starbucks, and he also listens to this, and we didn't know until three months working together. So that's a funny little story. All right. Bye. I like it, Lucas. I love how he drops that in at the, at the end. Him and another barista at Starbucks working in the same location. Both dirt balls didn't figure it out till later. Shout out to both of you guys. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, let's go to the beginning. I, when can you, and, and by the way, this is happening with the Knicks, which obviously, I mean, even more so of a dumpster fire than the Sacramento Kings uh, in terms of a team, like no reason to believe no reason to get excited. I am not excited. I am enjoying, you know, keeping up with the Knicks so far this year, just trying to see what they can put together. But here would be my advice. Either two consecutive weeks as a playoff team. So two, like none of this, like, oh, we were, you know, we're in and out, we're in and out. You know, we're the seven seed, we're the nine seed, we're the eight seed, we're the 10 seed, all that. Like that's, I've talked about it a lot on this show, like being the eight, seven, eight seed, you're actually worse off than being a, you know, nine, 10 seed. You're at a lottery. You're probably not winning anything. So I would say two consecutive weeks where you are like holding in position. And, and this is too early in general, because like every team that's two and two is technically at least the eight seed, you know? So um, I would say you get a couple weeks into the season. And then if you go two consecutive weeks where you are a team that is, in the playoffs, you can start thinking about yourself as a playoff contender, because then at some point you're going to have to fall out of position. And then the other thing is, or if after halfway through the season, you are the sixth seed or above. So if you get, if we get to the halfway point and the Kings are the sixth seed, okay, you're a contender because we know those seven, eight seeds tend to fall out. Other teams come in, but if you're sitting midway through this 72 game season at the, at the six or better, you're you have playoff potential. I'd say after twenty games. 
20 games and then what being one of the top eight teams i mean just in general i mean you you went specific with playoffs i'd say normally that's about a quarter through the season this year it's more since they're playing 10 last games you're saying 20 games tells you where you are as a team i think it tells you your potential so if you're 20 games in and you were expected to be awful and let's say you're 12 and eight you say okay maybe we can make the playoffs you know, maybe we can be a decent team. Right. Definitely not three and one. You know, you, you need you need more of you just need more games. Yeah. Um, especially the way guys are already resting people. Yeah, like like look right now. I I just pulled up the standings. Right now the the Milwaukee Bucks are two and three. Right. Doesn't mean much to me, you know. So and now as and as far as the the sort of block scheduling I like it. Yeah. You think this is something that they they should keep going? It's better for the player. Dude, it's better for the players. You play the same team, you just it's less travel. You get in games in the same city. Obviously it's more of a playoff format. Right. I like I mean, it personally. I mean it it's the, the the tough thing for me with the NBA scheduling changes and the way everybody wants to do you know like they were talking about last year let's go with uh, more games in your division and let's go with um, you know less travel all that is like that's fine for me um, but we we just have to make sure that the playoff format like like considers it. You know what I mean? I can't just have like the Knicks playing the Sixers and the and the Celtics and then be like, oh, okay, well, they suck. And it's like, you know, you, I, I need to make sure that everything stays consistent as long as we do it. Or, it, you know, in the big thing, it's like, if we're going to do, con- like, I'm okay with like less games against the West. And it's just like, hey, it's the East and the West. You know what I mean? And we'll figure all that shit out when all is said and done. But, um, you know, everybody wanted to do, oh, let's just do the top 16 teams. Let's just do that. But also, you know, the the Celtics get to play the Knicks five times a year. It's like, nah. You, so I think I like the general idea of it. We just need to make sure going forward, when we go back to 82 games, we stick with 16 teams, everything makes sense. Yeah. Because I, I, I actually don't, I don't know how, like what, 10 games were taken off the schedule. The, I don't know. I, I, Cause I, I haven't looked deep enough into that, how they decided like what 10 games you lose from your schedule. Yeah. All right. Let's get one more call in again. The hotline is three, one Oh, three, five, nine, eight, three, six, five. Kyle Aronofsky wants to continue a little more and I'm cool and I'm down with it. The Philip Rivers discussion. Okay. What's going on, boys? Kyler Onofsky calling back once again from beautiful Tom's River, New Jersey, home of the 1998 Little League World Series champions. I uh, just finished the podcast, and you guys are talking about Phillip Rivers, and you're calling him a, a you know, maybe a first ballot or a no-brainer Hall of Famer. And I, and I would agree, but I want to raise a question. Can the anti-clutch, maybe with a future player, keep a guy out of the playoffs? Or, I'm sorry, out of the uh out of the Hall of Fame, especially when it comes to playoffs. I mean, you can have all the regular season stats you want, but when you have meltdowns in the playoffs, 
that should have some weight when it comes to your Hall of Fame uh, eligibility, right? So I'm reminded me of one of my favorite games when the Jets were actually good. 2009 AFC Divisional, January 17, 2010, uh, in in San Diego against the 13 and three Chargers. This is when the Jets went nine and seven. Uh, the Jets ended up winning 17-14. In um, Rivers, I just went back and watched the the condensed game. Rivers just made horrible decisions throughout this entire game. And a lot of people say, yes, Nate Kading did miss three field goals, but I think only one of them was really a gimme. Um, with four minutes left in the third quarter, it was a god-awful throw. And it's picked off by Revis. And then that's when the Jets were up, you know, they were up 7-3, and then the Jets end up scoring on that. Was on the, they were on the Jets' 36-yard line, and they, he throws that pick. Later on in the game, second and nine on their own five at the end of the third quarter. One of the worst throws you'll ever see in the playoffs. Look it up. There are five Jets surrounding the receiver up the seam, and uh, it gets picked off by Jim Leonard. When you get picked off by a white dude who's playing defensive back, that's when you know you really made a fucking awful throw. And it ends up at the Chargers' 15-yard line at the end of the third. The Jets score, and they end up losing this game. And I think... You can look through. There might even be a, a strip fumble in there, but I'm going to give Prano some uh, some love on this one. If Eli Manning starts that game, I'm sorry. There is no way the Chargers are going to let the 9-7 Jets win that game. All right, so he was cut off. Look, uh, and I'll let you jump in. I'll say this first. I, I agree. You definitely have to factor the performance of the playoffs and the clutch factor. That 100% is going to be factored into Hall of Fame. I think both you and I agree, though, overall, his overall resume and body of work, and that he's done it so long with so much consistency, puts him in the Hall of Fame for me. Look, he is, I think, more borderline for me than for you. I'm also a little bit afraid of lights out coming, you know, kicking my door down and putting me down right now. Um, But. I think Philip Rivers and to a far less extent Eli Manning because Eli Manning has like the clutch factor that Philip Rivers doesn't have is the guys going forward who are going to keep you know the game in terms of the passing I mean people talk about like oh how the passing was from the you know the 80s and the 90s to that to the early 2000s with you know, Big Ben and Eli and Rivers class, for example, going from that to even now, I think has even more drastically changed. I mean, you look at now where completion percentage, like basically if you're not completing 63% of your passes and if you're throwing more than 10 picks a year, you know, you you, you can't be the franchise quarterback and we're going to have that. Like going forward, the the gaudy stats for a career and where you finish is going to have to be coupled with something. I think, you know, the class of, for example, Ben, Eli, and Philip Rivers, to me, Philip Rivers is the least qualified of the three because of the anti-clutch. Not because of the lack of the Super Bowl, but because of the anti-clutch. Because it feels like he took them out of position to do it. Not that he just didn't get it done. But this is a question that's gone back and forth for all time. Like, you know, Vinny Testaverde finished top 10 all time and everything. And people are like, well, Vinny Testaverde is not a hall of famer. Here's the thing. If Vinny Testaverde had a super bowl and a super bowl MVP or two super bowls and two super bowl MVPs, Vinny Testaverde is a hall of famer. Like that's, that is the, that is a factor. 
Like, you can say, uh, you know, Kerry Collins put up a bunch of passing stats. Well, if Kerry Collins wins two Super Bowls, Kerry Collins is a Hall of Famer. So I think going forward, you know, I'm a Matthew Stafford slurper. I'm a stan. But if Matthew Stafford doesn't win two playoff games in his career, do we say he's a sure thing Hall of Famer because he broke every passing yards record in his first X amount of games? No, I don't think so. And, and, and that's me saying this is probably the Lions' fault and probably not Matthew Stafford's fault. But at some point, you have to win. I mean, at least Phillip Rivers has won playoff games. I think someone to bring up a good comparison, but in my opinion, he's just overall better because he's been in the Super Bowl and he has an MVP. Is Matt Ryan. Right. Like if, you, if you look at Matt Ryan – in the same way he played on the field. Last year was the first year he missed a game in like 10 seasons. Matt Ryan is already top 10 in passing yards and touchdowns. He also has an MVP. He's also made it to the Super Bowl. I would give Matt Ryan the edge career-wise because of that. Oh, over Matthew Stafford. Over Philip Rivers. Over Philip Rivers. Oh, yeah. Over both of them. I agree. 100%. Over both of them. So, so that's Played why... Played in like, the Super Bowl has an MVP. And... I'm looking right now. I mean, Matt Ryan is pacing to break all the records to basically be top five all time. And that's being very conservative, Joe. Matt Ryan's pacing all time to be top five in yards and touchdowns. Right. Dude, if somebody, if somebody's top five, again, I know your point, And that's what I always argue against people. I know that it's a lot easier to throw a lot more passing yards and it's all, quarterback friendly as far as what they allow them to do and it's a quarterback driven league but consistency is so difficult staying on the field for 15 plus years i don't think people realize how difficult that is it's i mean it's it's listen tony romo had great peaks in his career tony romo should not and i think will not sniff the hall of fame at all couldn't stay on the field yeah wasn't clutch was, you know, had a bit of uh, Philip Rivers anti-clutchness. Isn't a Hall of Famer and shouldn't be because what was the peak of your career? Like a couple of seasons in a row where you maybe stayed on the field for 14, 15 games and you lost in a, you know, second round playoff game? Yeah. That's that's not enough. And that's why you go back to like, you know, the the – the bar has to continue to change and evolve for the hall of fame. Sure. Me. And you know, you like if Warren moon's in based on just a non-moving bar, then all these guys are in. Cause what did Warren moon ever do except for have gaudy passing stats, you know, like he didn't do anything. And I mean, you look at, you look at a guy like Joe Namath, I mean, dumpster fire stats, but guaranteed a super bowl win won it. Like, there's there's a lot of different ways. That's why the bar has to keep evolving. And I think at some point, we have to get to the point where, like you said about Matt Ryan, you either have to peak out at you won an MVP or you need to peak out at got into, you know, got your team into the Super Bowl once, twice with consistency, whatever, like deep playoff runs. Like Matt Ryan doesn't have five NFC championship games. You know, and that's why the Matt Ryan career is like he went to the Super Bowl the year he won the MVP. 
you know, so did Cam Newton. But Cam Newton ain't going to have the longevity. So it's like take all those things into a factor. Yeah. Cam Newton's not a Hall of Famer. Obviously, his career is falling apart quickly. Matt Ryan has a better case than Philip Rivers, has a better case than Matt Stafford. Yeah, I agree. By the way, Kyle calling, as always, from Tom's River, New Jersey. We got a Venmo, and I have to say it on air because I accepted the Venmo from Hugh Kinsey, who said, Tom's River sucks. Condoms are for Tom's River. Wow. Shots fired. That's a classic. It's, it's fine. I, bal- I balanced that out by telling you know, Kyle Aronofsky if, if uh, Vinny Testaverde had won a Super Bowl, he'd probably be in the Hall of Fame. By the so, way, that's a cl- isn't that a classic dirtball move? Yeah. To, to pay money, which you can do. Joe and I have stated it many times. We can be bought. Pay money to talk trash about another town on the show. Honestly, basically, if it's not some sort of pro-Yankees, pro-Eagles thing, if it's in a Venmo comment, we'll say it. (laughs) (laughs) I need to pay rent. Yeah. Yeah. So you can Venmo us. Yeah. Uh, those are the calls for today. Once again, the hotline is 310-359-8365. Much love to all the dirt balls for the calls and uh always like hearing from you guys. Also, dirt ball related, I sent out eight or nine packages of koozies yesterday. So if you want some koozies, I have so many here. Just leave an iTunes review. If you've already left one, leave it again, update it. Get two free koozies. All you need to drop is your Instagram or Twitter handle in that iTunes review, and I will DM you and get that address and send those out to you to have the beginning of the year to drink your cold Miller Lights with. See, guys, it all goes hand in hand. Guys, Go- talking talking about uh, Venmo donations, almost as exciting as anytime I see a dirty sports koozie hugging a cold Miller Light on social media. I mean, talk about. Aunt- Andy's crying, you know, twice daily. I don't know if that makes me cry, but it, 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 it does get a little dusty in here whenever yeah. I see a cold, crisp, original light beer snuggled in the warmth of a dirty sports koozie. Fust the process. Yeah, I feel you, man. Oh, I haven't said that one in a long time. Fust. Fust fund. You want to get to these week 17 NFL picks? Sure. Let's do it. As always, our NFL weekly picks are provided by, or sponsored by, I should say, our friends at Game Theory Picks who provide profitable sports betting advice at an affordable price. Subscription options include weekly, monthly, and yearly. Guys, the facts don't lie. Since sports have returned in July, Game Theory clients have profited for five straight months, about six months at this point. A $50 per play better is up over $1,900. Game Theory is making it easier than ever to join their team. Simply visit GameTheoryPicks.com and use promo code DIRTY to get 20% off your first month of Game Theory Picks. Once again, that's GameTheoryPicks.com and use promo code DIRTY to save 20% on your first month. Go check it out, guys. It's great. These guys are smart. They use the analytics the math it's not some willy-nilly hey my gut tells me get rid of that stuff these guys have actual scientific evidence to help you make money so 
Help them make you more money in 2021 by going to GameTheoryPicks.com and using promo code DIRTY to get 20% off your first month. Joe, we have some bad news. Oh, no. Breaking news. I don't know if you saw it about 20, 25 minutes ago. I did not. And we'll start with that game. Fitzmagic has COVID. I Honestly, I just thought you were going to tell me Trevor Bauer signed with the Yankees. I thought you were going to tell me. Then you said that game, Fitzmagic has COVID. That's just... I mean, honestly, the masks don't work when your beard's that big. Let's just be, let's put it, let's put it out there that we already knew that. They've been telling us that from day one. You, you can't have a gigantic beard and wear a mask. It literally doesn't do anything. Oh, I mean, I actually think that this is really bad news for the Dolphins because now they don't have their closer. <laughs> I mean, but, but you know what? Honestly, fuck the Dolphins. Uh, maybe he wouldn't have COVID. If he thought he was starting, maybe he wouldn't have gone out partying after what he thought was his last appearance of the year. If uh, you guys had just told him he was starting like he should. Yeah. So I guess you get what you, uh, you know, be careful what you wish for, as they say. Dolphins fans, Flores, you get a full game of Tua. Good luck. Hope you make the playoffs. And this is a game the Bills are going to play all their starters too because I think because they need that for the number two seed has, has, have well, the Steelers have already said that they're not. Yeah. it's a good point. Playing Ben, but I mean, listen, we they can, they can certainly scoreboard watch. They can do yeah. whatever, but do you play all the starters because fuck it, your quarterback's 25 or whatever he is. And you know, you want to stay fresh. Like how many, how many times have we seen the resting, the starters, the bye week the whatever, like to me, if you're the bills, it like eliminate your division rival, do what the Patriots would do. Yeah. What would Bill Belichick do? WWBBD. He yeah. would fucking end the season of the Dolphins. Yeah. He, he would put his foot on the neck and just, put them out of their misery he would plug their blowhole he would and let them suffocate yeah dolphins are aggressive member don't forget that dude i would before i left i don't know if i told you this before i left uh they'll, they'll LA, bang you before i left la i was surfing down here locally and i saw a dolphin go full sea world out of the waves like i mean i would say 25 feet from me like a full out of the water jump. yeah i've never seen it that close 20 feet away a full jump i saw it's funny you say that one of my last like it was august i was at the beach in the pacific palisades same thing and i i, I should have filmed it i don't know why i was just watching it everybody was filming it a dolphin was doing that it was doing full flips in the ocean, and I was like, "That's some Sea World shit." You don't see yeah. that. Yeah, I'd, I'd never seen a full out, nose out, nose in dive. Yeah, and especially and and they were like, I don't know what it was about. You know, just got laid the time of year or whatever. But like, they were all up in the surf area. They were like riding the waves and whatever. And we were like, "This is crazy." And then one went full. I mean, it was twenty feet from me. But it was like five feet from somebody else. I would have pooped my wetsuit if like I just a 
a dolphin comes crashing down into the water next to me. They're you big, know, dude. They're big. And you know they, they have sex for pleasure, right? I mean, they are, they are big-brained mammals. But I think that I – correct me. I, I could be wrong. By the way, I've noticed that's a saying I use all the time. I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think that the only other mammals who have sex for pleasure like humans. That's why they'll rape humans. Okay. Now, my family has made fun of me for this. I said, you can Google it. They will come up on you. And they did, you ever watch, did you ever watch Sequest DSV with Darwin? Darwin no. the dolphin? Oh, man. Missed out on that one. It was basically Star Trek underwater. My brother John was obsessed with it. By the way, it this... Had, it had... Uh, who's the guy from Jaws? Roy Scheider? Roy Scheider was the, was, the, was the Captain Kirk of the underwater sea ship. The, the kid who died, DSV. Brandon... Uh, John, Jonathan Landis? Jonathan, Jonathan Landis. Brandis? Jonathan Brandis, I think it was. Who killed him? Never end, never end the story. And never end the story. He, was he in never? I don't think that was him. Was he's it? The, oh, he's in the sequel. I think he's in the sequel, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take enough edibles. Ladybugs lady with uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> I've actually never seen I that. mean, talk about can we Can we bring back uh, Ladybugs as like a transgender Title IX situation? Canceled. Canceled. So what this, do you mean the ladies? All the bugs are the same. <laughs> a little respect. It's they. It's the they bugs. The danger field. What do you mean I can't play a guy? He identifies as a lady. He's a they bug. He's a they them bug. Respect uh, transgenders. I love, I love Ronnie Dangerfield. I took, I took, I took little Jonathan to Dr. Vinnie Boombots. He says he identifies as a lady. You gotta Not go, a great I, Ronnie, but halfway. It was pretty. It was pretty good. There's no Walton. I, I rewatched Back to School in the last couple months. It's pretty funny, yeah. man. He's so ridiculous. So ridiculous. So the spread is three. And I don't know if that's going to change now. You know what it was? I don't even know only, what game we're talking about. Are talking about Bill's Dolphins? Yeah, it was only okay. one. But it hasn't updated. Obviously, it's been moving towards the Bills. I'm going to go Buffalo. I'm going to go Buffalo uh, with, with the rights to change if they, if they sit people. I don't think they win this game if they sit Allen. But, uh, but I love the Bills if they play Allen and the Dolphins have to play Tua the whole time. Yeah. Free Fitzmagic. Bring him to the – hey, give me Fitzmagic on the New York Giants. I want him to be the new Daniel Jones mentor slash closer slash starter. <laughs> give me Fitz. This has been a long time coming. It should happen. The Joe Prano-Fitz collab. I want Ryan Fitzpatrick on the New York Giants next year. Give me him. All right. Baltimore comes here to Cincinnati where they are a 13-point favorite against the Bengals. They got to win, right? They have to win, yeah. I'm going to take the Bengals. 13? Bengals, who can't the Bengals beat at this point? That's exactly why I'm going to take Baltimore. Bengals are riding high on their two-game win streak. I think they just want to play spoiler. I don't think they win the game, but I think it's a... 
I think it's, you know, it's just a matter of whether or not they can drive the nail in the coffin. I'm going to take Cincy. All these idiot people here like, yeah, we're, we're up and coming. But Bengals fans, let me just say this. Bengals fans, they do this every year. This every year. Like, duh, we, we, we closed with two good games. It, it's, it is denial. It is straight up denial. It's your boyfriend who cheats on you all the time and he doesn't do it for like two weeks. And you're like, oh, he loves me now. Mike Brown does not love you. He loves stealing your money and he loves putting that in his bank account because he doesn't care about you. Don't go back to him. Join me, Bengals fans, in the revolt. I think I'm going to do my first protest. You know, I'm not a protester. I'm not yeah. a, I'm not a person, not that I'm against it, right? But I'm just, I, have, right. I don't do those things. Maybe I'll do my first protest against Mike Brown in the Cincinnati Bengals. Join me. Join the resistance. Okay. Steelers, Browns. Mason Rudolph will be starting. Cleveland is a nine-point favorite. It's in Cleveland. No way. Nine's too big. I was actually going to take Cleveland cover. I didn't think it would be that big. Uh, Cleveland getting some. Cleveland getting some uh, receivers back. Cleveland wins this game. They don't win it by nine, though. Nine? Just because of Mason Rudolph? Mason Rudolph alone makes it a nine-point spread? I disagree. I'm going to go Cleveland just to be a contrarian with you, Joe. Okay, Vikings-Lions. Nobody cares about this game. Seven-point Vikings favorites in Detroit. I believe Matthew Stafford is not playing. That's why the spread is so high. Because he's hurt? Yeah. And so they got to start Chase Daniel? Or David Blau. Or David Blau. Where is Chase Daniel? Is, is he is he in Detroit? Yeah, they're both. They just, they just showed him last week. They just shot the. Saw, I just saw the stat that he has, he's made thirty eight million dollars in his career and thrown eight touchdowns. Which I mean, talk about good for him. I mean, could, could you want? Is there any career? What career would you rather have than Chase Daniel? Like, be totally honest. Would you rather be five hundred million dollar Patrick Mahomes probably end the whole thing with CTE, or would you rather be Chase Daniel, who's his body probably feels better than mine does. And he has $38 million in the bank. Yeah. $18 million, $19 million. Whatever. Taxes, you know. Sure. You know, that shows my age. I look at taxes all the time now. I'm like, well, $38 million, What's he actually seeing? Sign that I'm old. I, I think you're right. There's, I mean, my point is. It's a great gig. Where's Chase Daniel? And like, there's. Chase Daniel is not from anywhere or goes anywhere where like his $19 million ain't, ain't going to act like 38 million. Yeah. Especially in Detroit. Remember we were, we were talking about when we were at your place, you were showing me that house on the end of your block. I was like, that's a $40 million house in LA. <laughs> You're like, it's a $1 million house here. I'm like, Chase Daniel, buy the whole goddamn block. Yeah. it's a good point. Yeah. He figured it out. Is he from Missouri? I mean, he went to Mizzou, right? Yeah, he went to Mizzou. Come on. Anybody who has the name Chase is from the Midwest. Yeah. He probably owns a farm. Yeah. He's got a few horses, a few cattle. He's like, and you get a tractor, and you get a tractor. You get a tractor. Like, who are you? He's like, I backed up a bunch of quarterbacks in the NFL for a while. <laughs> What's well, Chase? He plays in the NFL. Like, go down no, to his, ra like, go down he his ranch. He does, I swear. 
I remember Chase playing in Mizzou. Same guy. Damn. <laughs> Same guy. And then he's got a car dealership. Come down to Chase Ford. Yeah. I swear I'm a quarterback, and I Chevy also sell your car. Chase, Vinny, Chase, Chase, Daniel, I don't care. Give him my tractor. <laughs> we sell tractors at this Ford dealership, y'all. I'll even give you a, I'll even give you a signed Matthew Stafford jersey if you buy two cars today. Um, so that game is, uh, what is it? A seven. Yeah, if Matthew Stafford's not playing, I'll go with the Vikes. All right, I'll I go. Mean, has there ever been a more perfect situation for Kirk Cousins to just have the game of his life eliminated from the playoffs? Week 17, couldn't matter less. Can I bet Kirk Cousins over 350 yards passing for Sunday so that the Vikings extend him? Can somebody thaw out the Vikings' exact brains? Get out of the Kirk Cousins' life. I'll go Lions just to be fun. Okay, Jets, Patriots. Here we go. Foxborough. The Pats are three-point favorites. I don't even know who's playing quarterback anymore for the Patriots. Um, I'm going to go Patriots. Me too. All right, Cowboys and your is Giants. Adam Gase, is Adam Gase the head coach of the New York Jets next year? I don't know how he can be, but I bet he will. Unbelievable. Did you see Belichick going full, you know, dark side force? Not he's he's saying Sam Darnold couldn't be better coached. He's just he's just talking up Adam Gase heading into their week seventeen. I didn't see that, but I saw his press conference after Monday night game against the Bills. He was like this. We're on the vacation. Hey, hey Bill. We're, We're on the vacation. Bill, do you think that... You said that Josh Allen is not playing like an MVP. And it was like all the way buttoned up. He was not happy. He's not happy. He takes it out on the Jets this week. Yeah. Or does he? Or does he? (laughs) Belichick doesn't lose to the Jets to move up one draft spot, right? No. Because he's been, he's, he's going to, he's going to be like, dude, I've been finding guys at 30. You know what I can do at 15? Exactly. All right, Giants, Cowboys. You guys are two-point dogs at home. What are you thinking about this game? Um, I really think it's a matter of Giants defense, and the, the Giants defense essentially needs to lock down the Cowboys, which I think that they are capable of. Um, and then it's a matter of how many points can the Giants – you know, cancerous offense put up. Daniel Jones, not fully healthy. Um, I'll take the Giants to cover. I'll take the Giants to win this game. I got to show some confidence. I, I do believe that the Eagles beat the Redskins, so I think the winner of this game goes to the playoffs, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hope it's my New York Giants. I'm going to go with the boys. Thank you. I needed that. I appreciate it. 
Andy Dalton. Here we go. And Andy Ruther writing Andy Dalton. The Dirty Sports Podcast has come full circle. Yeah, I think they're going to win. I think they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to win that division. I think because I think Washington's going to lose. All right, Falcons, Bucks in Tampa. Bucks are seven point favorites. This is a big spread for me. Yeah, Falcons keep staying in games, which makes me think they're going to do that again. <laughs> I think Mata put up like a dirty sports trends thing. Did you see that? I think we did. Picked, like we picked Atlanta like ninety percent of our games. What's Atlanta versus the spread? What's Atlanta versus the spread when we pick them? I can tell you one thing: Atlanta is a hundred percent against the spread when we pick against them. So who is going to be the person that gets burned by the Falcons? One of us has to go one way. One of us has to go the other. I'll let you start, and I'll, I'm going to go the other way. I just said I'm going to pick the Falcons to cover. I'll take the Bucks then. I don't believe in it. I don't like it. I think you're right. And that being said, I'm taking the Bucks. There you go. All right, Packers-Bears. This game is important for both teams. Packers need to win to keep the one seed, and the Bears need to and win. And that's why I'm taking the Packers. I agree. It's only five and a half, and it's in Chicago. What a joke. Give Aaron Rodgers that MVP after this game. By the way, we were talking about Remember Rogers' 40 touchdown stat? First ever guy with three seasons of 40 touchdowns? Yeah. And, and then we said, and this just goes to show you how hard it is. We said that'll be Patrick Mahomes next year because he had 50. Then he had a year where he got injured. This year he's got 38 and he's not playing this week. So he will not reach 40 again. I know. It's, it's funny you say that because then I went down the rabbit hole of 30. 30 does not happen as much as you think. Yeah. Here's a crazy one. Tom Brady and Peyton Manning never threw 30 or more touchdowns four years in a row. Neither. And you think, you think I mean, 30 is a lot, but you think, okay, yeah. Tom Brady. 30 is a lot, but it's two a game. You, you think Tom Brady and Peyton Manning did that three times, I'm sorry, four times, four years in a row. They never did. They ne- like that shows just how hard it is to throw 30. Yeah. And, and that's why Drew Brees has so many touchdown passes. I believe he did 30 or more touchdowns. He's like the Hank Aaron. He like, he never hit 50, but he hit 30 all the time. No, you're you know? right. I think it was nine years in a row or something. Yeah. If not more, I could be wrong, but that that's why he's just so high up there. Okay. Raiders, Broncos, in Los, no, I'm sorry. It's in Denver. God, the Raiders are seven and eight now, Joe. Remember when everybody thought they were gonna make the playoffs? I, I I'm still a Raiders fan. They're two and, and a half uh, point favorites. I mean, oh, the, sorry. Give me the game again. Where is it? What is what? It's Broncos in Denver. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Broncos. I think the Broncos. I think this is a Broncos game. The Broncos Raiders are two. Or Raiders are two and a half point favorites. Raiders have lost five of their last six games. Yeah, I almost like a Broncos money line here. They started. By six. the way, God, our money, our, our Raiders money line last week was so money. Fitzed. So we got. Could we have gotten more Fitzed? The Raiders started six and three. Man, I'm gonna go Raiders. Hey, we haven't discussed this. Let's bring it up right now. Like this is year three for John Gruden. Where are we at yeah. with him? Um. Well, I think that. I think that there's this I think it's I think it's a very difficult topic. I'm not like the biggest Gruden fan. Like I like Gruden and 
I was very critical of early Gruden. I thought, and I, and look, I know that the Khalil Mack thing like kind of worked out for them, but it's still like, hey, you guys aren't playing great defense. Remember that time you had like a all world Khalil Mack who's all pro at two positions. Yeah. So like you can argue that that worked out for both teams. You could argue it worked out for neither team. You could whatever. But um, I'm not like I'm not like a John Gruden stand from a coaching standpoint and a lot of people are like year three you haven't sniffed the playoffs and if you were so and so then you would well my argument to that is they were a dumpster fire when he arrived and they have the chiefs in the division now they've lost some games that they should have won and they'd be in the playoffs but it's like it's not that they haven't – they have sniffed the playoffs. They just haven't made the playoffs. Um, if I'm a Raiders fan, I'm still in on Gruden. I like Gruden, too. I just – this year was prime evidence, man. They were 6-3. and three. Like, last week, they got to win that game. you got to win that game. I still don't understand the, the field goals – move there i still don't understand it uh, th- this happened early in the year somebody else did it and i'm like i totally understand the running down the clock i totally understand the not getting in but at the end on third down just go in because i'd rather be up a touchdown or i'd rather be up six with 40 seconds left like if, if a team's going to move down the field on you, they're only going to get halfway. Like, leaving them, especially the different – if that was to go up three or four, that's a different story. But if it was to go up two, I think that's where, like – I think every NFL coach that's over the age of 40 should have a kid who plays Madden all the time in the booth with their offensive coordinator and their defensive coordinator. Just don't – he doesn't even have to watch the game. Just feed him bagel bites until you get down to the end and be like, what should we do here? Be like, run it in. What are they going to do? Score a touchdown in 45 seconds? Yeah. Probably not. They're like, thanks, Tommy. Mom! Gruden just said thank you. <laughs> More bagel bites. So we're both going to take the Raiders, though. I'm going to take the Broncos. Okay, I'm going to take the Raiders. All right, Jags, Colts, in Indy. Indy's a 14-point favorite. That's such a big spread. I got to take the Jags. It's too big a spread um, for me. I think I'm going to take the Colts and just bookend my season on the Jags. You know, the Jags beat them week one. Suicide pick for me. They play in week one. They play in week 17. Just do it. Just bookend my 2020. Some Jags, a Jags kicking the balls. Somebody should bet the Jags money line here, by the way. Can you imagine they yeah. open and close the season with two wins? Now that they're locked into one, they open and close the season with two wins against the Colts. There's money line potential here. I'm fading you, though. I'm going to go to the Colts. All right. Chargers, Chiefs, NKC. And, and simultaneously might bet the Jags money line. <laughs> Kansas City sitting their starters, so the Chargers are three-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm going to go Chargers. I'm going to go Chiefs. Okay. Cards, Rams. No Jared Goff. 
Who's the guy starting for the Rams? Oh, I do not know. Let me see. His name is... Uh... By the way, Jared Goff is a great example going to the back to our quarterback uh, discussion before. You talk about a guy who's locked into a long contract whose stats have been gaudy since the beginning of his career, but we all agree he lacks what you know what makes them a, a Super Bowl contender every year. If he plays out this contract, he'll be, you know, he'll be pacing for top seven stats all time. In yards. He doesn't throw that many touchdown passes. There's a lot of yards. So his backup is John Wolford. Wolford. He played at Wake Forest. What's the spread here? It's three Arizona. And it's in in LA. And Kyler Murray is also not starting? No, Kyler's starting. Why wouldn't Kyler start? Okay. I don't know. I thought there was talk of these, neither of them starting. Yeah. So Wolford is uh, playing. He went to. Wake, he played in the the AAF league when that was around for a minute. I'm going to go Cardinals. I'm going to go Cardinals too. Although, it would be... Can you imagine if we... Again, we're both going Cardinals, but can you imagine we go Cardinals and then we get burnt by the Rams playing awesome without Jared Goff, just like we said they should? (laughs) I know. For, for the whole season, we're like, nah, imagine any put put quarterback in for quarterback X in for Jared Goff and they win the Super Bowl. Murray's hurt, but he's playing. Okay. The Rams are going to end up winning, knowing our luck. I guarantee it. All right. Seahawks. Do the Rams have to win to get in? Yeah. Have to win to get in. No, if the Bears lose, they're in. Okay. I like that. I like, I like. Bears lose, Rams get in anyway. All right, Seattle travels to Arizona where they play the hometown in Arizona, Niners. Seattle's six-and-a-half-point favorites. Too much. I'll take the Niners. I'll take the Hawks. All right, Saints-Panthers in Charlotte. Saints are six-and-a-half. I'm going to go Saints. I'm going to go Saints. All right, Titans-Texans. Tennessee is seven and a half point favorite in Houston. Does JJ Watt's speech get them riled up? I am going to say they cover. Yeah, I'm going to say they cover seven and a half. That half Texans. Point. Yeah. Who, who you got? I got I got the Texans also. Okay. All right. And last but not least, Washington and the Eagles. Two point Washington favorites in Philly. No way. I mean, listen, I know Haskins isn't good. And I know it's not Alex Smith. I mean, we're going, we're going, no, no never played quarterback guy. I know. Is, is it a favorite? I agree. Let's go, Eagles. Let's I, go. Let's go, Eagles. Go, Birds. I agree. E A G L E S. Eagles. By the way, that whole chant is just to prove that Philadelphians can spell, right? That's the whole. That's the whole thing. Meanwhile, they've just memorized it. Yes, they don't know why it works phonetically. Got to get in that last end of the year Eagles hate. All right, those are our week seventeen picks. That's it, Joe. 
we made it through 2020 in dirty sports, at least so far. I got to get the episode up, but we did it. We did it. <sighs> Bring out 2021. I love it. Wrapping up football, basketball getting started. Metzgelstein Springer by the end of the day. Let's go. Yeah, man. That's right. It's happening. 2021, right around the corner. What are you doing tonight? Nothing special? Literally no plans. Yeah. I mean, just got back into town. Um, I mean, I'll do something, but I it'll probably be at home. Yeah. I feel you. Golfing tomorrow during the day. Start 2021 off right. Go low. Let's go. All right, guys. Thank you for the support of 2020. And uh, good luck to everyone out there. I know this has been a shit year for everybody. So hopefully the tide will turn for all of us. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Dirty Sports. You can follow me at Andy Ruther. You can follow Joe. At uh, Fix Your Life on Twitter. At Joe Prano on Instagram. On TikTok. On Venmo. Uh, all of my comedy stuff is on all the music streaming services. Listen to some Joe Prano on Apple Music. Listen to some Joe Prano on Spotify. Get a fuck 2020 cameo if you'd like all the things drink some miller lights enjoy the end of the the end of this this whole decade yeah no, man beginning of the decade i'll be Does uh, the decade starter end i don't know who knows it's a good question all right guys thanks for the support all this year and hopefully we'll see you guys around next year have a great New Year's Day, New Year's Week, whatever it is. We'll be back on Monday. And as always, stay dirty.